So what does this mean for us and our many fans? It means we're back on the air! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thought-Provoking Blokes. I'm Matt in Geistown Borough. And as always, when we do a, a situation like this, I'm joined by my spirit animal in Bedford County. Oh, oh your spirit animal. Great. That's great. Well, I'm Steve in Southern Bedford County, where we're all wondering if it could just get a little bit hotter. Maybe we'll just explode. It's it 94 like, down here. It was about the same here. And now you said yesterday when you and I talked, it was pretty humid. Yeah, for us, it's it's humid down here. Very okay. humid. I didn't think it was that bad. Well, maybe up there. You're 600 feet up the mountain. That's true. But then again, yeah. also my entire physiology is completely whacked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was uh, when I went out and got into my truck that had been sitting in the sun, flipped it on. It was 101, according to it, from sitting in the sun. And then, uh, of course, I got a black interior, so I had to get all the windows down and vent it out until the air conditioner finally kicked in. But my horses are suffering big time. And, of course, I have fans blowing in the, you know, I've got heavy-duty fans in my in the barn blowing on them and everything. They've got water. But I went out this morning at 7 a.m., cup of coffee, and normally my horses are grazing in the back pasture. Where okay. it's up on the hill, it's cooler. They they have this routine where they graze in the morning on the back pasture, and then in the after in the evening, they go they move to the low the front pasture as we call it. It's lower on the ground down down the side of the hill, and they graze there. That's like their pattern for the day. They start in the back and up on the hill, and they move to the lower through the day. Today, seven a.m. I didn't see my horses. I had to walk down to make sure that I had all my horses and donkeys. At 7 a.m., they were already in the barn, under the fans, away from the heat. It was that hot already. Wow. Yeah. Do they get like a winter coat or heavier? Is the, Would this be this time? If they do, is this the time of year that they'd start like getting no, that? No, no, no. It's too, too hot. It's too early. Too hot. Yeah, they'll... Um, September is the transition month. Like next week, we're supposed to be in the mid-70s down here. And then... Yeah. In Oct the first of October, thereabouts, they'll we call it fuzzing out. They'll start beginning to get a heavier winter coat, and then my Belgians get a real thick coat, and then my quarter horse and thoroughbred they get a heavier coat compared to what they normally have, but nothing like what the Belgians have. And the donkeys they just become walking fuzzballs. They get a real thick coat. So, so that would be this would be real bad if it, that had happened then, temperature yeah. wise warm. Yeah, and, and for my horses, it yeah, I don't pay attention to that, you know, overhyped rat up in Puxatani. I watch my horses. And when I go down and I'm putting hay on them, there could be snow on the ground. And if I rub my hands across them and I start getting fur in my hands, then I know that the um spring's coming. Spring's it doesn't coming. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the rat in Puxatani says. No. Well, see, I used to feel that same way about Punxsutawney Phil that you did. And mm -hmm. I figured there could be nothing worse groundhog wise than that. Then the lottery came out with that stupid oh uh, gus or whatever. Oh, the yeah, I call it the gerbil on steroids. Yeah. That's exactly what I want as my spokesman, a lippy rodent. Yeah. 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 Actually, to be completely yeah. fair, you and I should both acknowledge as as both people who've been in business, Disney kind of made a pretty good business on a lippy rodent. Well, yeah, I'll start off as Mickey. Yeah, so. anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, yeah. we want to welcome everyone for for jumping on the uh, the thought provoking blokes bandwagon. You may uh, be a new listener, and if you are, thank you. Uh, hopefully, you found us through some way, shape, or form. If you are thinking, "Boy, I think I know these guys from someplace." Steve and I, this is the second iteration of this podcast. We previously had done a uh, podcast called uh, The Busy Signal that had been put on hiatus for a while, basically because Steve had some health issues and I had some rather very serious health issues. Yeah, yeah, you had. So yeah. we took a little bit of a break and retooled and kind of figured, hey, you know, neither of us are dead yet, so... 
Let's which have at it. Yeah. yeah, which is helpful for the podcast. Yeah, it makes producing it a lot easier. Unless uh, one of us is and the other one's just hallucinating the right. other person. It could be. This is yeah. going to be very interesting if that's the case for all the listeners. Yeah, and, especially and if you for, because you don't know how to post the podcast. No, I don't. You know, if you die, I'm I'm kind of screwed. I have no idea how to get the podcast out. So anyway, that can't happen. But if for anybody who's a new listener who doesn't know under know the kind of the dynamics of Matt and I, Matt, Matt is the um, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way of when I normally say this particular word, but Matt is of the millennial generation, but one that I can tolerate. We've known each other for what, 15 years? About 15 years now, yeah. 15 years. And I am a an old baby boomer, stone cold baby boomer. You know, so two very different generations, different ways of looking at things. Uh, to some extent. Uh, to now, some extent, yeah. Most people yeah. would confirm that I was born old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Matt Matt takes up makes and for those who don't know Matt takes more of a um, an educated professorial approach to looking at problems, and I I'm, take the Marine Corps approach: kill yes. it first and then ask questions. It so, tends to balance out real nice. It does. It does. It's a nice dynamic. So we hope you we hope you enjoy our new, our new version of our podcast. We're very excited to get this rolling. If anyone likes to see more information, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I wanted to, something that kind of came up on the radar this week, Steve, since you and I really haven't talked a whole lot and has just completely blown up up here as far as oh, news goes. Oh, oh up in Canberra up in, up in Canberra County. Got it. Yeah, because I'm in Bedford where it's God's country. <laughs> um, well, it's God countries up here, too. Please don't know which God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The, the God of dead bodies and money. So anyway. Remember that that that, that ice skater or, or whatever at the end of Ghostbusters was technically a God and turned into the State Puff oh, Starshmallow Man. So that's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what's what's blowing up in Cambria County? Well, and it, it started me thinking down this path and I wanted to talk about it in a broader concept. But through the Recovery Act money, so this is money to go for infrastructure and so forth. It's a fairly open-ended kind of thing due to COVID. Um, the city is redoing Central Park. And I absolutely don't want to talk about Central Park for a oh, couple okay, reasons. Oh, broke up. Yeah, the, the oh, okay, dropped. sorry. Um, Probably from the I, government paying attention to what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely don't want to talk about Central Park. Oh, Central Park. Con- okay. Yeah, because there's okay. a couple different reasons. One, there's a lot of conversation and a lot of other places going on about it. Go talk mm-hmm. to those people. Uh-huh. Two, I don't think you and I are qualified to talk about Central Park because the likelihood of even uh, either of us being in Central Park in the next, I don't know, 15 years is probably nothing. <laughs> Zero chance yeah. for me ever being in Central Park in Canberra County. Um. So let, let that let that play out. Okay. But right. the conversation that that kind of built around it that I thought was interesting, and and especially because you and I have some background in in, in understanding of these things, both in in our fields and in um, our experience in government, is the idea of tourism. Hey, if you do this, people are going to come. They're going to see you know building up tourism, and we see tourism on and on and on and on and on. And one thing that that it kind of struck me odd was that no one ever takes a second to take a breath and realize the potential of negative impact of being a tourist based economy. Hmm. Well, since I live in a area that is pretty much spent 20 plus years building up the tourism thing, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Oh, and, and and I'm in the same boat. What? Well, as far as we, I think Bedford's farther down the path. Oh, we, yeah, we actually work together. Rails and, to trails and, sort of and, and all these other things yeah. that are, are going on. And and it doesn't mean that tourism's bad. It just means that there are times where tourism isn't the be all. It's not a silver bullet. No. And it's not, it's despite the movie build it and they will come is not a thing. Yeah. So who's up, who's, so is there like a, 
since I don't get the Tribune Democrat or whatever it is that they publish up there now, is there like a big push by a certain groups up there for this? Or There's always a push for tourism. Oh, okay. um, the city's pushing the, for the park thing, but it just got, that's what got me thinking about the bigger concept of tourism. Okay. Um, was the idea that because we keep hearing it and there's a couple things that I wanted to both dig into and I started doing some reading about this and okay. first and foremost let's take let's take it from the wide the the, the very very um specific work our way outwards hmm. or do you want to go big picture and go in well, I'm not sure which way you're going, so I'm going to have to let you drive this train for a okay. while. Okay. Well, let's let's take let's let's take the big stuff first, then. Okay. We've talked before in a variety of different settings, whether it's um, between ourselves in our professional careers over the years, in our the previous iteration of this podcast, the idea of economic development. And tourism is always touted as economic development. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's always, oh, it's, it was an aspect of it. An aspect of it. But what is the one thing that our region, and I don't even want to signal out one municipality because it is our entire region, what is our track record with economic engines as far as things like what industry does okay and and having i lived there for 10 years in cambria county in richland and then i've moved and it's been 13 years i've been away now no 10 10 no it's been 10 years i've now lived away from it yeah it's it's 10 years that i have lived away from i live in bedford county now so i have a very different viewpoint of Canberra County and the, the greater Johnstown area, because I get, I hear a lot of different things about that area. But um, the perspective that I, when I was up there and involved in the Chamber of Commerce and running for office, which I never won anything, but I tried. And then also working in uh, Canberra County, the government, was that the history of that area from the time it became Johnstown was it was always like a single industry that everybody was dependent upon um you know like it was mining for a while coal was big you know and when the steel mills came in that was almost like a dual uh two different things mining and steel but the steel mills the drive for coke that they needed for the to make the metal plus the coal to drive the furnaces kind of fed into the coal mining and everything. And then steel went away. Coal dropped off dramatically at that point. Still some coal out there. And then um, years and years and years ago, I guess back in the late 70s or early, yeah, I guess the late 70s, then Mirtha got elected, who was from the area. And it slowly built up into a um, defense contractor. Businesses were coming in because he was a very powerful congressman and was able to direct money towards Johnstown to build that industry up. And then when he passed on, which happens to all of us, that uh, the next congressman or congresswoman, I don't know who it was, became the next leading ranking person and they directed money to their town and then Johnstown suffered for it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I worked at CTC when it was at a peak of 1400 people. And it had three main buildings up there and multiple offices spread up and down the eastern seaboard. And um, I have no idea what level it is now. I don't I don't think it's nearly any, I think it's a shadow of what it used to be. Um, and that's not knocking the people who are in it. It's just saying that the people that without having that directed money, that they weren't able to maintain their size. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure if they haven't maintained their size, just different places followed the money. I have no either. idea. I have no idea either. Yeah, I don't. Know. Um, but that's that's just the nature of that that animal when you when you're dealing with that. But you hit on the point exactly right. The idea that all our eggs in one basket. Right. It happened. Yeah. What twice? Uh, Already. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Industry. Industry. Steel. Then defense. Yeah, and defense. And now we're doing it with tourism. 
The difference with tourism is there are actually some pretty decent articles and pretty de decent research about the dangers of that being your only source of your your major base. Mm -hmm. um, things that result when you have a decline in tourism. I'm talking a normal decline in tourism. I'm not talking like what happened in 2000 or 2020 where you weren't allowed to go be a tourist for a year. Right. Yeah. I'm talking just normal things like economic recession, mm -hmm. which, hey, look at inflation. You never know. We could be. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that's going on right now. Um, disasters of, of natural, um, a natural disaster. Hmm, or unnatural time. disasters. Yeah. Um, okay. I, we're going to get back to unnatural disasters. Sure. Um, we'll be happy to talk about unnatural disasters. Put what a pin in that one for a future episode. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, interesting. Or UFOs. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. UFOs with UFOs. unnatural disasters. Okay. Maybe. Well, yeah. We're, we're going to do an episode on UFOs since apparently <laughs> okay. you and I, you and I are no longer crackpots on the internet if we talk about it because yeah. there was a freaking Senate hearing or, uh -huh. or congressional yeah. hearing yep, about, about it. UFOs. I know. Anyway, back to and since you were in, disasters. you were in the military, you know, yeah. all the secrets. <laughs> oh, of course. Yep. That's me. I'm sure that's like day two, right? Yeah, day two, they give you, they give you your tinfoil hat so you can walk around and receive the information about from the UFOs coming down. Anyway. Nice. So back um, to natural disasters, hurting tourism, natural disasters, but also the same time of, the same time of thing of of that um uh, i'll pay my fine um it's a inside joke my keeper will get it that's probably about okay. it um just tourism patterns changing well yeah just like anything any fashion trend any television trend any 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 anything the well, trends like, well, change yeah. do you want to go Right. Well, like, well, I mean, I know I, I jumped in here, but my no, generation, please. my generation, you know, I'm in my 60s. I am fascinated going to old towns, like old Western towns, old coal mining towns that have been abandoned and everything. Yeah. Or they or they have and 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 look at them and go see these old historic buildings and everything. You know, if there's a if there's a decent hotel, I don't mind staying in it as long as there's more than one restaurant to pick from that I don't mind going to those types of places. Excuse me, I don't mind going to those types of places. Your generation, because the millennials are the ones with the money now, because us, you know, older us, you know, boomers are dying out. Wait, we have money? Well, that's what I'm told. Anyway, but when it comes Crap, to I tourism, missed that boat. Yeah, well, you know, I'm still working on my exit strategy. But anyway, before I, and I don't want to digress too much. Okay. But with the, the millennial generation, you know, the in the 30s and 40s now, they're doing a lot more touristy type things, going out and visiting things and everything. They don't, you're, the millennials don't want the old towns type thing. They want to have a more slicked up type resorts to go to that are catering to what their interests are. Mm -hmm. They're not interested in, you know, going and seeing historic buildings and old antiques and you know, radios from the 1920s and the speakeasy style things and stuff like that, that, that my generation enjoys. So, yeah. So, so tourism tastes change. So if you're, if your town is focused on the, the boomer generation, millennials aren't interested in coming there. They, they're, they're bored with it. You know, anyway, back to your point about. No, I just was curious. Change. And I, what I'm trying to see is if I can find on the fly here. Um, Tourism numbers. I wish I would have thought about it ahead uh, ahead of time. Uh, for things like Gettysburg, over the years. Mm -hmm. oh, and I, I, I'm not seeing a quick quick um, chart or something that comes up to see that versus is there growth or decline? Compare that right. to a cruise, right? The cruise well, industry or. You know that but, kind of thing because that would that's 100 what you're talking about i think it's 100 yeah, right and then one of the like and of course everybody's heard about maui the fires in maui you know and 
we're not going to take a side on what started that or anything because there's a, a lot of controversy on how it, but the, the, Ma the Maui, the particular area that that was in where those fires were, were a lot of historic buildings that were set in historic preservation. Mm -hmm. You couldn't change them. You couldn't do anything. You, you couldn't even change the paint color. If you wanted to repaint it, you had to paint it the exact same color. Couldn't modernize them or update them and everything. They were ancient wooden built. They were ancient buildings, uh, all wood back from the whaling days when whaling was really big and everything. When they and weren't a tourism-based economy. When they were- When right, they were when they an were, honest to goodness right, a nation. Right, that with, was doing whaling and yeah. bringing in the whale blubber and the oil and all that and everything. So when that went away, the bill, the, the town, I guess, languished for a while, but then it got set in historic preservation and people of my generation were going and seeing it. The estimated- tourist dollars for that area was between 1.2 and 1.7 billion dollars a year tourism but the complaints they were beginning to receive was the younger generation wanted a slicked up fancier more things to do area to go to resort type area not a air quote tourist area they wanted a resort area yeah. generational and difference and, and I don't have any uh, specific the quotes on that I wanted to read or anything. Mm -hmm. But if you, anyone who's interested, go and look at some of the the, the video and the and the the um, articles from people in the area that mm -hmm. are are just begging, please don't ruin our community. Please don't ruin. You know, we we right. want to be able to have what was our. You know, then and it's just heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. because they're they're looking at this and saying oh here's multi-billion international dollars worth of international corporations salivating to get in there to that vacant land now yeah and start fresh so, but anyway but that's a that's an example that most people have on the tip of their tongue you know maui's fires of a tourist industry that um was beginning to change because the taste for tourists were changing yeah 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 and that that does happen mm -hmm. and and when you have that kind of thing if your economy is too based in tourists just like based in steel or based only in defense contracts or based mm -hmm. in based only in tourism or in i don't know making those little russian nesting dolls if that's your entire economy whatever it doesn't matter what it is you have no wiggle room for error. Mm -hmm. If any of, the, any of those things happen, your economy effectively has tips over. Yeah, there's yeah. When it, if you have, no matter what, no matter what industry it is, if you have a single thread that you're depending upon, there's a lot of factor influences that can hurt it. You know, and, and yep. tourism is, is very vulnerable if that's the only thing that you depend on. But but also in tourism, first off, you've got to have something that somebody wants to come see or do. Yeah. And then there's an investment in the infrastructure to support that. Well, that takes me to another point about, before we talk about the, the actual economics of it, I wanted to talk about the, what um, quality of life. The idea that, hey, if we just do tourism, every you know, there's jobs, there's jobs, there's jobs, but there's a difference, and potentially a very significant difference between the idea of having a job and having a sustaining job. You could okay. have a lot of jobs based on tourism, cleaning hotel rooms, waiting tables. The service poor guys, the service, yeah, service-based stuff. Right. Very critical jobs. That are much needed. But not necessarily something that you would look and say would be comparable to a union still job, a corporate defense contracting job. Well, not not the money, not financially money wise. Financial yeah, wise. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. No, right. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um so not not laying down the well this was job's good and that one's bad no it's a, that's an individual choice between everybody and i'm talking from an economic standpoint only the quality of job 
And what um, also comes up is the idea of quality of life. And what does that mean? If you are purely tourist-based economy, there are benefits and drawbacks. We talked about, you know, the, the benefits are, are hyped up, hyped up, hyped up. Economic growth, employment, um, potentially pride in your area because people want to come and see it. Um, but there is negative side. Health issues. Safety with additional uh, transient population coming through. What's the physical toll on the environment? One of the things that is very popular is the taking and touring uh, on the rivers and so forth. But that also could potentially lead to more pollution in a system that's being recovered from acid mine drainage right now. Very wow. true. Yeah. Still got the orange rivers up there. <clears throat> There's an investment you have to put in, you'd have to put into starting years ago to if you're talking about Canberra County to cure the the acid rivers. Yeah. And there are have. chunks that are in pretty decent shape. I actually saw some folks this summer yeah. had been fishing in yeah. certain areas and actually being successful. Right. Um, but at the same time, it is it is something that what do people do? Let's be honest, tourism aren't is tourists aren't necessarily the most careful when it comes to visiting a tourism place with behavior trash well that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. You, yeah well that's with anywhere though that's with anywhere no no i'm just saying that's that's, that's part of what especially because i'm looking at a study that talks about these are the things that impact quality of life negatively um uh, the stuff that could go on with the physical facilities, the, um, the infrastructure, and you talk about infrastructure, and that's a big one that that never gets talked about to an extent much anymore here, is mm -hmm. infrastructure. For me to get to you is a two-lane road. Right. Windy two-lane road. No other real option unless I want to go 219 to Somerset and then get on the turnpike. Right. Yeah, you could pop over that way. But now that's probably that trip's probably an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah, it's forty-five minutes for me to get from my front door to your front door is forty-five minutes. Yeah. And you know, jump on I you know, I get out of my you know, mountain, my little valley that I live in, and then I drive up to 56 and I wind my way up 56 up through I call it horseshoe curve and then up through Wimber and then scalp level and then I get yeah. to your place but that's, know, that's, so that's 45 minutes what's it from yeah. your place to Somerset depends on where I'm going in Somerset it's 20 turnpike. minutes for me uh, turnpike oh uh, for me to get to the turnpike is 30 minutes so 30 minutes to the turnpike then on the right. turnpike from Bedford to the Somerset exit Oh, uh, I don't know. I've never done that. Okay. No clue. I bet yeah. probably half hour, another half hour, probably. Yeah. A bit I more. know that when I'm coming back from Pittsburgh after visiting my daughter and son-in-law, that I jump off the um, Somerset exit and run 31 to my place because it's faster. Okay. How long yeah. does that take? Let's use that then as the example. About 30 minutes. I can, I can be... Oh, 30 yeah, um, well, that's to uh, that's that's right outside Somerset Borough, so thirty-five minutes. But you know, the speed limit is posted fifty-five. That is a guideline that I follow. It's an optional. Yeah, it's an optional speed limit. Not that I'm breaking the speed limit, but I take speed limits as guidelines when I'm back on the backcountry roads. They're strong recommendations. Yes. Hi, yeah. But but yeah. effectively, what we're talking about is that's that's a big corridor that we're cut off from. Mm -hmm. so infrastructure is a potential potential issue with with and that's not just on tourism that's on everything no well, that affects yeah it affects industry industry a, a lack a of ability yeah a lack of ability to get to to that area quickly um and then you talk about the impact of millennials and so forth one thing that i didn't see discussed in i don't see discussed many places but i know from seeing it 
I don't see it discussed locally much, but I see it discussed a lot of other places. Connectivity. Mm-hmm. My, I don't even say my generation. Because I guess in theory, it could be my generation. I just have no actual understanding or relationships in my generation um, that I make sense of. But what's the point of going to a tourism place if I can't throw it on Instagram? Right. Yeah. You know, your generation, let me say the generations after mine, you know, because I didn't grow up with a computer or a cell phone. My first cell phone was 1995 and it was literally a, a zipper bag that I carried. Oh, I had one of those. Yeah. That I plugged and I got, I got my first cell phone when I came back from Cuba because I was deployed to Cuba in 95 and I got that and I plugged it into the cigarette lighter and, you know, it was a brick, you know, that I carried around. With not, not to get a sidetrack, but do you ever look at, see the, the, the power output on that? No, no. Like no the idea. current, the current, your current phone, whether you're carrying uh-huh. an Android or an iPhone, it's yeah. like the, in the, the milliwatt, you know, uh-huh. that sucker was five watts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a radio. It was a radio. It was so, a radio. Yeah, but I'm just saying that like everyone's, yeah. oh my goodness, don't have your phone too close to your head. You could cause some right. type of medical yeah. thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I had a phone that would like light up the moon. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there talking to you. I'm, we're on a video teleconference. I'm a big computer. I got a big freaking monster computer underneath the, on the floor here. And that's what I use and I'm happy with. But you know, and my phone, my cell phone, if I'm not working, it just sits on my desk. I could care less about it. I don't take pictures with it other than to do my job. I don't do anything with it just other than work. Well, in the weekend, it gets tossed into the cradle to charge and I forget about it. I'd but, be curious to see generationally if not counting, not counting living things. Loved ones, pets, oh, whatever. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. If you woke up in the middle of the night and there was a house fire, would you grab your phone or your wallet first? You can only grab one thing. And and I'm not asking you directly. I mean, just in general, I'd like to see yeah. a survey. Oh, I, yeah. I would grab my wife and get the hell out. No, no. I, no I, you already have all that. I already disqualified living creatures. Oh, my wallet. Okay. So, yeah. So, the, the dogs are out. My wife is out. The dogs are out. That's yeah. fine. Um, I they left. You're still inside yeah. because they don't care. My wallet. Yeah. Wouldn't even think about my wallet. Grab my phone. Yes. Yeah. I can do everything with, in my wallet with my phone. Yeah, and and with I don't have my wallet. I, I it, for me, I've got to have my wallet. I don't care. You know, and in fact, my my son, I think he's got a digital wallet thing, and my son-in-law, I think they have digital yeah. wallets. I, you know, I looked at. I was like, what the hell is that? It's a digital wallet. I was like, what the hell is a digital wallet? You know, and yeah, most of the stuff that they do. In fact, I had, in fact, my son-in-law had to write me a check the other day um, because he forgot to hit the ATM. And I said, well, just write me a check. I didn't think anything about it. And he goes, well, I've got a checkbook somewhere. And he went in his truck, dug around. And sure enough, there was one checkbook in, in like his glove box. And he sat down with it and he goes, I have actually forgotten how to write a check. He says, yeah. And he says, I had to think about it. And I was, and I just kind of laughed. And uh, yeah, so there's a, there's a big, we've gotten way off topic here. There's a, Oh no, but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big difference between my generation and your generation of what's, you know, what's important and what we, what we consider things that are, we need to have as well as same as tourism. Like for me, when I go on vacation, and I, I, I take very, very few vacations. Um, i trying to think the last time I was on, I think two years ago, I was, I was on vacation. And I took four days off. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. I uh, headed down to North Carolina to visit some dear friends down there. They live right on the coast, like 10 minutes. You're, you're, you're in the Atlantic Ocean. And we're all in our 60s. Never once went to the beach. Didn't care about the beach. All we wanted to do was to be left alone. My, my keeper and my, my good friend's keeper, they wanted to go shopping. So I just, you know, handed, handed her all the cash out of my wallet and said, go have fun. When you run out of that, use the debit card. And, uh, and Chuck and I, I, I fired up a cigar and we literally sat on his back porch because he's on a golf course. Yeah. 
watched the guys playing golf for four hours, drank sweet tea. I smoked a cigar, several of them, and we talked. And that was relaxing to me. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to fuss with things. I didn't want to be in an all-inclusive resort. None of that. I just wanted to be left alone and just let me relax and not have to do something. That was a vacation for me. So wait, wait. You watched people play golf. Yeah. Sitting outside. Well, but you don't watch golf on television. Well, I watched people play golf because his back porch, which is a covered back porch, big ceiling fan on it, because I I don't smoke in the house. And I wouldn't smoke in somebody else's house, my cigars. We were sitting there and we're facing, we see the golf course. It was like, it was, I think it was the third hole. So we watched people, you know, as they're playing the holes. And of course they would, I don't, I don't know, not being a golfer, always when you hit the ball and it goes to the left, is that shank or hook? I don't know. I, I do play golf and I don't know. Yeah. So these guys, because they were, they were playing from our right going to the left, you know, trying to, trying to hit the ball to the little flag thingy sitting there. They would, a lot of them would, would hook the ball or whatever, shank the ball and it would come to the left and end up in his backyard. That's how close to the golf course we are. Okay. So they would walk up and see us sitting there and go, okay, to, okay to retrieve the balls. And we would, yeah, go ahead and get them, you know, and they'd walk in. So that's what I, so that's me watching golf, you know. So this effectively, they could have had like knitting behind Chuck. And I'd have watched knitting. And you would have been watching knitting. Because I was sitting there talking to Chuck and we were discussing everything from being young Marines when we were in our teenage years to being old men sitting on the back porch, drinking sweet tea, you know, and talking, talking about life. Nice. That was a vacation for me. That was a vacation for me. That was a vacation. That was the best vacation ever. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to run anywhere. I wasn't on any schedule. I could just sit there and drink sweet tea and smoke good cigar. See, I don't think I have ever gone on vacation. Hmm. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Which is completely fine. Yeah. It's different. But, well, again, remember when I said I, I have a complete disconnect with my entire yeah. generation? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, literally, I, I like telling people I haven't made good music since the 80s. Yeah. The 1880s. Right. <laughs> All right. So back to, to, to so tourism. With, with that, what I basically wanted to kind of talk about and get your opinion on and 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 I think the, the the biggest wrap up is the idea, not even wrap. I don't want to say we're wrapping up, but the idea that I just see the clouds gathering again of this everything in one basket, and tourism is is especially susceptible to it. And we actually have documented proof of this. Mm-hmm. Not the articles I'm talking about. They did a documentary about this, about tourism. And what happens when something happens when your economy is impacted by by an event you can't control and you're going to lose tourism? Well, well, how long ago did they do this? Is this like an old document? Yeah, I think in the late 70s-ish time frame. What the? Hang on a second. All right, you got me. What, um, what? Jaws, Steve. (laughs) Okay. Uh Ah, Joy. Okay, very, yeah, that's where one fish can screw up your entire summer. Oh, yeah, good point. I'd say it with humor, but that was effectively the anchor point of, of, in in part of the movie was, hey, we got to get everything open back up. This is our tourism season. We're going to lose the money. We're going to lose, yeah, yeah, because that's, yeah, that's right, because Roy Schneider, who played the sheriff, the, God, who was the actor for the the mayor kept pushing him and then he reluctantly opened it up and that kid on the raft got eaten because his wife, because not his wife, his mom came up and slapped a snot out of the sheriff at a meeting and everything. Yep. And yeah, so, yep. Yeah, so, that so, was, yeah. it's been a long time since the scene, but it's exactly what I'm talking about. Let me Shame see here. About the music playing in the background. Dun, 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 dun. You would a lot for the day first time we're back. Do Murray what? Hamilton. Murray Hamilton is that was that was the mayor? that was the mayor's yeah. name. Yeah. Oh. Huh. 
Now, is that the actor's name? That's the actor. That the, that's the, the actor's, actor's name. name. Oh, actor's name. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know Roy Schneider was the sheriff. And Good Richard Dreyfus was in it. He was the scientist. Yep. yep. That was one of his first, Richard Dreyfus. that was one of his first movies. Yeah. He literally, he was like 26 years old. He he expected that movie to tank. And uh, and I think that was Steven Spielberg's first, that was his first movie, I think. Steven Spielberg? Wasn't it Spielberg produced that? It was. Um, yeah, that was his. He was first his director, movie. but I don't think it was yeah, his directing director. debut. I don't know, but that was. But I don't know. I it think may they, have they, been. Yeah, I think it was because I remember that I was watching a, an interview years ago with Richard Dreyfus, and he and Steven Spielberg never got along because right after the movie was coming out, Dreyfus said that he expected the whole movie to just tank; that it was a complete waste of time, and he and Spielberg never got along after that. And Spielberg obviously took off. Yeah, I'm trying to look made, and see made here. A, made a successful movies post Jaws. But anyway, your points your points correct. Jaws Jaws was yeah was an economy that was single threaded on tourism, and a fish screwed it up. Yeah. Now I don't I I, I doubt that a shark would have much of an impact to... on Johnstown unless it's Sharknado Six. You know. They could do a. They could do the movie about that. That's true. Yep, that's true. Very um, successful series, Sharknado. But it's just a good example for what that becomes an issue for. Um, I'm really want to see what where Shots falls into the uh, hierarchy here of his direction. Yeah. Oh. See, that's, that's um, why is that executive producer stuff? Give me director. Give me director. So... IMDb, you are horrible. Uh. Um, well, the other, you know, one of the issues that we have here in Bedford, when I, I was on the uh, DVI no, Jaws was 75, uh huh, and he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen credits before that. Oh, really? But some huh. of I don't recognize too much of it. And yeah. some of them are actually TV episodes. Oh, okay. Um, for right. example, he did an episode of Columbo. Ah. Right. So here's an interesting fact with today, folks. Yeah. Anyway. Um, when I, was anyway TV, I, I say that humorously as a, not Columbo, but the Jaws thing right. as a point out what happens when economy is based on one mm -hmm. thing. And we lived this lesson before. And I just, I worry that we're heading down that path again. Your region, yes, heading down that path. Oh. Yeah. Well, then, and then I know it's well, we've been going for like forty-five minutes now. But the, when I was at DBI downtown Bedford Corporate, I was on the board. This is years ago, but I noticed that while everybody was in this area was generally pulling in the same direction for tourism, there were the outliers who were like on Borough Council who wanted to take the area into a different direction and okay. didn't agree with the, the tourism area. Like one, one of the borough council people wanted to, to turn it into more like, and to turn it more into like the Evansburg area, more um, bond, focus more on the courthouse and the uh, basically the criminal justice system. Okay. You know, so get like law firms more, and more law firms, bail bondsmen, you know, focus more on to the criminal side or the lawbreaker side, whatever you want to call it. I just call it crime um, because it was a growth industry. Um, and, you know, there, there was so there was that there was that that dynamic going on. And then there was the the tension between DBI and the local tourist um, office of tourism that we have down here. There okay. was always a, a, a little bit of a tension going back and forth between those two of who's stepping on whose toes. Because DBI was supposed to be focused just on downtown Bedford. But as it was expand outside of the borough area, trying to make it bigger, like working with um, Bedford Springs, which okay. is outside the borough, that would create some tension between tourism and DBI. Mm. So, so you, you know, you, and with anything, when you involve people, you, you deal with egos and people wanting to be seen as, you know, the leaders and things like that. So the, the question would then come down to is if the overall push in Cambria County is to get 
towards more tourism area, what the areas that are outside of the city of Johnstown, are they looking in the same general direction or are they just looking out for themselves? I'd so, say, that's, that's I'd say no. Huh. Well, you, well, let's, let's take a, let's take an example. You lived in Richland. Yeah, I did. Yep. Right on a uh, Stardust Boulevard or Stardust Drive. Yeah. Stardust right. Drive. Yeah. What's tourism related in Richland? Um, You're there 10 years. I've been here more than that. Yeah. Tourism in Richland? None. None that I'm Absolutely aware of. none. Yeah, They're none. an industrial base. Yeah, they none, have the schools. Yeah. They have the, the airport. They have the defense yeah. guys yeah. that are still here. They have yeah. Pepsi. They have, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised no... Pepsi's still there. I think Pepsi's entrenched. Oh, you yeah. know why I think Pepsi's still here? Water. Really? I would I have no idea. I'd like to find out if somebody knows. Yeah, um because I'm surprised because I, I, I thought Pepsi would have just packed up and gone a long time ago because you got that two-lane road coming out. I remember coming down horseshoe curve years ago, and there was a Pepsi truck flipped over that went around the curve too fast. Mountain Dew everywhere. In Bedford? Um, no, 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 no. The, the the truck was coming down the hill. A Pepsi truck was coming down 56 at yeah. Horseshoe Curve and flipped and crashed. And there was Pepsi I, I think, cans and Mountain Dew cans everywhere. Yeah. So I'm my, my guess they didn't leave. My guess is, though, yes, well, we just we talked about that, where it's hard getting down your way. But they're real close to that 219 interchange. North heading north south because yeah, they're right there go, by the mall. Yeah, so you go they, north for a while, and now you can go farther south. Yeah, I guess that's. I guess it's getting well. It's, you said, yeah, yeah, you had. I and I don't know what kind of footprint that they actually have either. Yeah, I have no idea. It, does it cover? Does it cover ten counties? Does it cover half the state? Does it? it no clue. No idea. Yeah. Um, but but from a tourism perspective, I don't know why. Yeah, Richland, really uh, Richland Township would say, hey, I want to be a part of any tourism thing mm -hmm. when they don't have... You... Here's the mall. Right. It's mostly... They, they have industry. They have business. Right. Yeah. They got a different uh, base. They have a completely different base. And a lot of the other smaller communities aren't tourism based. They're based on houses, you know, residential yeah. areas. Geistown Borough is not going to be a tourist attraction. No, we're one point one square miles. Right. Um, so, so that's that's the interesting kind of thing I wanted to kind of go through with you, hmm. and and see your opinion on. Just just again, does it mean? And I'm and I think Steve, you and I both agree, doesn't mean tourism isn't a very important component of what should be going on, hmm. but it can't be the only component, and no, it is not no. the the bill of goods that we are sometimes. And, and and it's you and I, for those of you who are new to this podcast, it's not party, it's not person, it's politicians. And mm -hmm. and a lot of times throughout the years for for and it's not right now, it's been for 30 years plus this promise, that promise, that promise. Oh, this is the way to it's not a silver bullet. Nope, not even close to it. It's not going to fix everything. It might, it might, um, it's, it's like a diamond. It's got multi, the, to resolve the problems an area has, there's no one, one silver bullet. It's mm -hmm. a multifaceted aspect. Tourism would be one part of it, component of it. Cleaning up the rivers would be another part of it. Bringing in some type of industry would be a third part of it. It's, it's multiple things. And I want to really do an episode at some point in the next, in next couple of weeks, if not more, as we get into these different topics about one of the things that I think that the only people, the only people I think that ever really talked about it are you and me, correct sizing industry and government for our region based on population. Oh, right sizing. Yeah. I call it right sizing. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. What did I say? Correct sizing. You said correct sizing. I get paid by the word in the letter. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. No, right size. Right size. But, huh. you know, making that adjustment too. Mm -hmm. If you can't carry as much weight anymore, 
takes a weight off. Yeah, that's helpful, especially for the taxpayers. But um, Steve, oh, for before I we wrap up here, I, I enjoy our conversation. If you want to see more, if you want to know how to download, share a link with somebody. Thoughtprovokingblokes.com will get you to the information. You can see our download links right there. You can let people know. You can even listen online if you want to listen on the web player. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Let your friends know. If you have any ideas, you can get a hold of us through there. And um, <coughs> go from um, give us ideas or uh, suggestions. You can also, if you liked or want to support us, you can do a little donation. That's all we ask is is a little donation. If you if you are so inclined, a buck or two, basically just help us with the, the hosting and the web content. Um, that that expense we're not looking to make money here and we don't take sponsorship because we want to be able to talk about these things and and talk about things in an open and honest manner and not worry that we're going to upset somebody writing a check to us mostly because people don't want to write checks to us no not at all that's the way it goes great so thought thought provoking blokes right that's our yes. website okay i'm just trying to see if it pops up somewhere so, so, all right. Well, you never know. I figured I'd just give it a shot. It's coming. Yeah. So, no, no, no. Don't um, worry. It'll, right. it, it's, it's there. Okay. All right. But um, um, you don't, don't go, Steve, it's been a long time since we've done this. You don't have the skill set back yet that you can do internet stuff and, and podcasting no. stuff. Look, I'm happy you to gotta, do one you gotta thing trust at the time. expert here. Okay. All right. We'll go with that. We'll go with the, and then when we generation. find an expert, we'll trust both. Trust <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, look, I've got to go feed my horses. It's uh, almost seven o'clock. I gotta go feed me. Okay. Well, you enjoy that. And Matt, it was great talking to you again. Very good, so, Steve. Thanks a right, bunch. See you later. Yep. Talk to you Goodbye. next week. Bye.